What is going on, all you interesting people? Welcome to the very first episode of Just Regular People, the show where we bring on some regular people who are doing some insanely interesting things. Today, we've got Mr. Isaac Reeves, Mr. New Yorkers, the up-and-coming Harlem creative who's doing some insanely amazing things, some of the best designs I've seen personally. He's recently done New Yorkers clothing line. He's featured on Arizona Ice-T. This man is about it, and he's really, he's coming with that heat. So let's introduce our first guest ever, Mr. Isaac Reeves. Hello, Isaac. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah, we love it. We love it. Um, this is the the pilot episode of Just yes, Regular sir. People. How does it feel to be the very first guest? Yo, honestly, like, it doesn't even feel real. I feel so <laughs> honest. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I mean, it's the title of your of your podcast. I'm like, I'm just a regular person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But you're like, yeah, the thing, you're, they're regular people. But you're doing something that's really, really cool. You know, you're, you're changing the culture. Right, exactly. That's what we love to see. So... I know your story, but can you tell everyone else about yourself? Yeah. Um, so my name is Isaac Rees. I'm from Harlem, New York. I'm 20 years old. Um, and yeah, I just like to create things, to be honest. Um, I've always been kind of really good with my hands. And hold on, let me close this door. Uh, <laughs> here we like go. That. Yeah. <laughs> Siblings, you know. Um, but yeah, I've always been pretty good with my hands, you know. And um so I went to University of Buffalo for my freshman year, 2018, 2019. Yeah. Um, and I didn't do so well academically, um, you know, kind of struggled a lot, but I did make a lot of moves, a lot of waves just with my creating and really mm-hmm. finding myself with that. Um, ended up failing out of Buffalo, um, you know, and been taking the last year or so just being back in New York City and, you know, trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Um, went to a trade school to do some computer hardware stuff. Um, but now I'm in this space where, you know, I'm back at home and, um, I'm creating a lot more. So I'm doing like my customizations, I'm doing a YouTube channel and I'm also helping out with some videography stuff here at the church. Um, I mean, my, my family is kind of planting in the city and I just feel really, you know, satisfied, feel really content with the position that I'm in right now. So yeah, that's what's up. That's a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, we got the illness and everything, but um it didn't seem to get to you. You're still you're still pretty doing pretty strong in there. I know yeah. a lot of people are um so you're like they fell off their stuff, but you seem like you're you're still on top. I yeah. To I mean it was rough. It was it was it's definitely rough. Um but like it, it really took like taking a having a positive outlook on everything um at the end of the day. Gotcha. So you said that you um you were doing your, um, like, not everyone's as academically talented, but you said you found that creating was your thing in, when you were at uh, university. What type of stuff yeah. were you creating back then? Man, just just anything. Because um, I didn't really have, like, an opportunity to, well, not to say the opportunity, but, like, the time to do it in mm-hmm. high school and stuff. Um, but I would just, like, take my clothes. I would customize them. I remember my friend, uh, she had a pair of, like, white Vans. And I was like, yo, I want to customize them, but I didn't have any paint. All I had were like some, some like thin Sharpies or whatever. Yeah. So I just, I drew on it. Like, I'm, I'm a doodler, you know, so <laughs> I, I drew on it, stuff like that. She's like, yo, it feels so dope. Like, I'm never going to wear them. Just keep them just to have them and stuff like that. Um, Off the first would, one? Yeah, those Off those were my one. first official, official customs. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I just kind of took whatever clothes that I had, um, shoes that I had, and basically use the supplies I had too to just kind of put my own twist on things, you know. 
That's what's up. I mean, everyone starts from somewhere, you know. You don't always have the um the right tools for the job. But you kind of just gotta jump into it, even if you're ready or not. Oh or yeah, where, exactly. Where it's gonna take you. It seems like you don't even know where it's gonna take you. You're just like, oh, let me just let me just yeah. draw something. You know. Yo, honestly, that's where that's where most of uh, my creations come from. I really don't be having like uh like a a plan per se about mm-hmm. what I'm gonna do. It's just like I feel like doing something. Let me just let me just do it. Gotcha. So, so your clothing brand, New Yorkers, did that come out of the same thing too? Was that just, um, yeah, you do it? yeah. So, um, I think it was around, so it was around September when I came up with the name New Yorkers, right? Mm-hmm. This Wait, before, before, like, before we go further, what does, what does New Yorkers mean? Like, where do you get inspired from that? All right. So <laughs> that's a question I've been trying to answer for like two years. So initially, <laughs> um, initially I just wanted like some sort of identity, to 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 classify myself in right okay. and I was like at the end of the day like I'm a New Yorker and I was like a lot of people can relate to that so I'm like New Yorkers I'm trying to figure out a cool way to put a spin on it like writing it out so I came out with New Yorkers NYKRZ then when it came time for when I decided to make that into like a clothing brand I was like well it should mean something um so I, I came up with the acronym um New York Kids Real Zealous and that basically meant like Anything that you do, anything we put our mind to as New Yorkers, we we do with like extreme passion, whatever. And we're like some of the dopest people on the planet, you know. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even realize it was an acronym. I thought it was just New Yorkers, like we are New Yorkers. But yeah, so so, know, that's, so that's, that's how legit. it started. Um, and then, but but even with that, like even with the acronym, I kind of struggled with like people remembering it and stuff like that. Um. And I was like, let me just keep it simple and just put New Yorkers, um, New York made. So I went, it went through like different iterations, <laughs> you know what gotcha. I'm saying? But I got you. Um, so when you're doing all that stuff, right, you're still mm-hmm. doing your school stuff mostly. Um, yeah. What was the balance like with that? How did you find, did you find like you were, you were more drawn to one or the other? Yeah. So I, I think one of the issues with, with finding that balance, um, I think I don't think I was a hundred percent like prepared for how not necessarily how difficult school would be because I think looking back on it, school wasn't really that difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just how I managed my time. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what what caused me the most stress. I wasn't managing my time well at all, and so I found that I was like stressed out a lot. And in order to kind of relieve that stress. Um, I try going to parties and stuff like that. Um, try hanging with friends, but that ended up causing even more stress. So I just stayed in my room most of the time. Um, and I just started, you know, creating, started dueling, um, taking my clothes or whatever and just kind of remixing it or whatever. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of how it all started. So it wasn't really a balance at first, but once I really figured out like, this is something I enjoyed doing mm-hmm. and I was spending, I'll start a project like six o'clock in the afternoon and I wouldn't stop and go to sleep till like four o'clock the next morning. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't even do that with school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and so I think, I think I allowed that passion to overtake my schooling, which in hindsight, wasn't the best. Um, it wasn't the best strategy at all. Um, you know, but, but that's what what eventually ended up happening. Like I allowed my creativity just really overtake it. I just stopped 
really paying attention to school, stopped doing my, my, my homework and I stopped going to class and stuff like that. Um, so yeah. So, all right. You, so it seems like, like your school wasn't thing for, obviously, you know, it's not for everyone. Um, honestly, it's not for most people, honestly, just the way they set it up. Yeah. And everything. It's just <laughs> whatever. That's, that's a different story. Um, but did you ever face any, like, whether it be from your friends or even our teachers or parents and resistance to be like, Oh, um, you know, spend more time on school. This other stuff is not, it's not going to get you a job. It's not a future. You need to like do your studies. And what were you studying yeah. at the time, by the way? So, so I was studying, um, computer engineering, which is okay. basically like a mix of computer science and electrical engineering. Uh, for anyone listening, like, don't take that major. <laughs> it's not worth <laughs> Like the, the, the rigor and the, the, I guess the class. The classroom timeline or what yeah. class yet it's it's not worth it at the end yeah. of the day um so i was studying computer engineering and even when it came time to like deciding what major i was going to pick um mm-hmm. when it came time to apply for schools i initially thought i wanted to do graphic design um so i was back like in high school yeah senior senior year of high school i remember um it was a big thing i was like i want to do graphic design i don't remember where it came from because i really had it like done a whole bunch of graphic design prior to that except for maybe like a couple of flyers and stuff on canva yeah. uh, <laughs> but you starts. know um i had this image of what it meant to be like an artist and i kind of imagined myself doing that and i was like this is what i want to do this one i want to go to school for and i remember my parents were just like you know don't do that. that's not a good use of money and not good use of time because graphic mm. design is something that you can learn on your own um, the whole thing was like, go to school for something that's going to, you know, be quote unquote beneficial in the long run. Um, they were just saying that to kind of have a safety net in case something goes wrong, I could still be able to get a job. You know what I'm saying? Um, I didn't really understand it at that, at that time. I, I understand a lot more now. Um, but even with my parents, like they've always been like really supportive of whatever I do. And their whole thing is just like, Whatever I say that I want to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, give 100% of myself and they're going to hold me to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I didn't really, you know, face opposition with them. And I don't think I faced opposition from anyone really, except mm-hmm. for myself. Um, Interesting. I think yeah, can you I told that? myself, yeah, yeah, I think I told myself a lot of the times that I couldn't do things or whatever, or um, I think I... I would see other people and what, like, the the things that they were creating or whatnot and say, like, yo, that stuff is so cool, whatever. I can never do that. Mm. Um, And I think that really discouraged me because it was just, like, how can I ever think to get to that level? This is, like, high school Isaac, you know? And so it came time to to apply for schools. I'm, like, let me do graphic design, whatever, yada, yada. And remember my, my parents sat down, like, you know, had the conversation with me, like, don't do it. Um, do something that's a little bit more safe. I'll, I'll use that word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, I've been going to a STEM school for seven years. You know, let me stick to what I know, computer science. I enjoy the program, a little bit of program we did in high school, whatever, okay. whatever. And, and even with that, you know, I, my, my, my goal was to stay within New York. And so I only applied to schools within the state. And my dad was like, if you're going to apply to a school, apply to the best schools for what you're planning on studying. Yeah. You know, Makes sense. Um, 
And so it came, it came down to a couple of schools. It came down to like Fordham, NYU, Binghamton, and I think Buffalo were, were the final four. And NYU barely gave me the money. Um, <laughs> Aren't they like, uh, like just... $70,000, something like that? Yeah. Like a, it, that's absurd. Then they had the nerve, then, then they had the nerve to give me like a fraction of that cost yeah, yeah. Um, in financial aid. Like, that's off the table. Imagine, you know Fordham? who I feel bad for? You know who I feel bad for who? now? I feel bad for all the kids that are at NYU paying $70,000 a year to go to school yep. online now. Yep. Imagine <laughs> paying $70,000 to take classes from your bedroom. I would, I would feel like I'm just getting cheated. It's a, and, and that's just tuition. That's, that's not even considering how that's just tuition. You yeah, know? you got to eat, you know? Um, is that? <laughs> eat. Exactly. You know, um, so they came down to Ford and Binghamton, uh, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They all gave me the same amount of money. Um, Fordham, though, it wasn't my 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 major for Fordham was computer science. I was like, it's not known for a computer science school, right? And so I said, I was like, I, I went to the 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 fair, or whatever, the accepted students fair, and I was like, if I choose to do this, mm-hmm. I'm going to do um. This major is like new media technology, right? So and I didn't know what it was. Yeah, just something. Yeah, I was like, I don't even know what this was. Lady was talking to me about it. I did some 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 further research. So new media technology, it's basically yeah. a combination of like videography, graphic design, uh, uh, marketing, and like a little bit of computer science, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't really, I didn't really have a understanding of it at the time and see what I could do with it. So I was like, let me, again, stick to what I know and do the whole computer science, computer engineering stuff. Yeah. That chose Buffalo because I fell in love with the campus. Um, okay. And here we are today. And here, or, here you are, <laughs> actually. <laughs> so, yeah, to me, it seems like this is the best time to be creative with all the, um, you know, everyone is, one, you don't really need a degree to do anything, like you said. All the things that you described in that major, you like videography, um, film, photography, uh, creative stuff. It seems like you're doing that now without the college degree. Um, and right. I see a lot of other people just starting to, you know, make their own way without going to college and without university, without even any, any pre-written path, you know, like you see mm-hmm. all these designers, um, you know, Cole Bennett with the lyrical lemonade, yep. he just popped out of nowhere. You know, he's doing multi-million dollar deals now with all these artists. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, murder beats, even changing like the producing game, you know, murder on the beat, so it's not nice. Murder is nice. You know, but like they just—he's—he's he's just a kid from Canada, you know. So yeah. how do you how do you feel like? Is I don't want to not too saturated, but do you think it's good that everyone's everyone's like becoming more out there now, and that's the barrier to entry is a lot lower? What do you what do you yeah. think about that? Um, I feel I feel like it's a double edged sword, mm-hmm. right? Um. And it's funny because I was literally watching a YouTube channel, um, YouTube video the other day, talking about like, is it is it is twenty twenty still a good time to start a YouTube channel, right? Yeah. And in the video, they were saying like, well, yes, because like there's so much creativity or whatever, um, and people fear oversaturation, but that just means it's so much easier to get started. Um, mm. the the recognition part comes when you you distinguish yourself from the crowd you know what i'm saying yeah. i feel like that's the same thing with 
creative because it's like everyone's doing something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's um, out there. Everyone of their moms is out there. Exactly. And even like so so now I'm in a season where I'm I'm customizing shoes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, there's bad shoe customizers. It's like I went to I went to uh Jimmy Jazz the other day or whatever. Yeah. And dude saw my, my, my Arizona kids. He's like, Oh, those are dope. You made those. I'm like, Yeah, he's like, Oh, dope. I cut my shoes too. Right. Um, um, that's the same. I'm like, Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, everyone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's kind of cool that you see someone like that doing the same thing, though. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like, so, so back to your question, I feel like it's a double edged sword because, you know, it's so saturated, which means that it shows that there's an audience for it. Yeah. So there's not much work you have to do to do that. But the the thing that you need to focus on for, for any creator that's listening to this is what's going to distinguish you from everyone else. You know what I'm saying? And that literally goes for anything create creative wise. So if you're doing YouTube, whatever mm-hmm. you could, you could film yourself do like customizing shoes, customizing whatever. Right. But if you're just a cookie cutter, like sneakerhead in the bay, if yeah. you're a cookie cutter, David got kicks or whatever, right? Like, not a lot of people are gonna watch that. They could just watch those people, right? Mm-hmm. What's gonna distinguish you? Like, how are you going to be able to establish your voice? And that, like I said, that goes with anything creative. I feel like, you know, creativity isn't necessarily like coming up with something completely brand new, right? But it's really taking inspiration from different areas mm-hmm. and then connecting the dots. And the way that you connect the dots is what makes you unique and what makes you quote unquote creative, right? Yeah. So I'll give you I'll give you a perfect example with the Arizona shoes, right? That, that I did. That's not the first time somebody's customized a pair of shoes to make it look like Arizona, right? Okay. In fact, like Arizona has an official collaboration with Adidas. Word. And I I saw it, I was like, that's cool and all. I just feel like it's a little bit weak, right? I didn't feel like it really. You mean you, you know you feel like you feel like their like their collaboration was weak with Adidas? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Really, hundred percent. Because I'm like, I'm like, it's cool and all, but like, I didn't feel like it really captured captured the essence of like Arizona, mm-hmm. right? And so I look, I look at just the green tea can design. It's like the can itself is a gold can. And it has like the teal, which really catches your eye. And then it has like the hot pink and, and the Japanese cherry blossom tree and stuff like that. And it's like all these little details. I didn't feel like they were effectively reflected in those shoes, right? Yeah. So I was like, all right, here's this shoe. I have a, a Nike Air Force One. It's a larger canvas. I feel like it's a doper shoe overall. You know, how can I put my own twist on something that already exists, right? So I was like, the lens I want to take this is by reflecting the actual can. Mm. And that's that's what I went with. Every like literally top to bottom. And it so got just, to the just point the can where it's itself. Like, you just took a can and you're like, I'm gonna put this can on this shoe. Literally. Literally mm. that. Like I tried to color match the 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 teal as much as possible. Yeah. Um the Japanese chair. I like literally the, the curvature of it. Yeah. I tried, you know, and then I just tried to, to, I was like, what would be the shoe equivalent of an Arizona can? You know what I'm saying? Like Even which, with the, like. You, the, you mean like which, which silhouette would do it? 
No, not even that. Because I feel like I could replicate that that design on almost any silhouette. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, if I look at this shoe when it's done, mm-hmm. I should instantly be that's in Arizona. Gotcha. Gotcha. Instantly. I was thinking you know of silhouette saying? because I know when I when I, personally when I think of Arizona, I think of New York City. You know, I think of the corner mm-hmm. store, and you know, I think of Metro Cards. You know, Ice T. All this like. That's what I think of. And the sh- when I think of a shoe, a New York City shoe, the first shoe that comes to head is Air Force Ones. Yeah. You know? So put those in like Air Force One, Nike, Arizona. It's just, it seems like a match made in heaven. Yeah. And and that was that was part of it too that, you know, that led me to choosing it. So I'm like, it's exactly what you, what you were explaining. Like, when I think of New York and I think of a shoe, mm-hmm. I think of the Air Force. Um, but then it came time, then it came down to like, which Air Force am I going to use, right? Mm. And I feel like a lot of customizers, they choose to use the 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 low profile, you know what I'm saying? The Air Force One low. And even with that, I'm like, I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. Everyone's like, oh, custom Air Force One, yeah, yeah. It's a low profile. I'm like, let me do a high. And, and me personally, I don't like low shoes like that. Like, I really don't, you know? Um, I just feel like, the high high profiles are a lot more sturdy. I feel like give a lot more more canvas for you to work with. You um, show off your style a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and so when I thought about like even with like just New York reflecting the soul of New York, I'm I'm like, New York, like people from New York, New Yorkers are bold, you know, we're allowed, we're out there, and we're not afraid to be who we are. And I feel like the the Air Force One silhouette like really reflects at least the high. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what's up. That's what's up. So you made the shoe. All right. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this guy, he records his videos. Go check his videos out. Link the channel right here. And you got the shoes up there too. He records the videos on his iPhone. It's insane. No camera, no computer to edit with, you know, just one man and an iPhone. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. You got your paint. You made the shoe. And then you post it on Instagram. And then mm-hmm. like a day or so later, post it on Instagram and YouTube, sorry. And like a day or two later, I think, Arizona reposts you on their page. How yeah. does that feel to see like that recognition by the brand itself? So it was, I, <laughs> I can't even really put it in words. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I feel like it happened so fast. And it was it wasn't it wasn't a couple of days. It was actually more like a week, right? Mm-hmm. From the time that I posted to the time that they that they reposted. Um, I remember. So initially, I I did like a a quick sneak peek on TikTok, right? Okay. And that was like my most popular TikTok, like a couple thousand. And I was like, all right, I released this video, um, which is one of the best videos I've done doing the whole customization stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I posted shoes online, right? Okay. And my stepmom was like, you know, you should tag Arizona. Whatever. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll tag Arizona. Right? <laughs> and <laughs> I wake up and like mad people's liking my picture and stuff like that or whatever. I remember putting the comment, I was like, yo, tell Arizona that this is the 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 shoe of the summer, you know what I'm saying? And mad people started like tagging Arizona. One of my friends from 
my my choir group back in high school mm-hmm. she dm'd arizona Word. right and she was like yo this is my friend he customized these shoes it's so dope yada 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 right and i pretty much did the same thing on twitter not a lot of people follow me on twitter but i tagged or whatever like i did this shoe made this video arizona check it out they yeah. responded to me on twitter arizona like yeah all right before before i was like they, they're like oh um we love these shoes. These are the freshest kicks we've seen all week, wow. right? So I re- I took a screenshot of that, reposted on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, responding <laughs> to him on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, yo, chill. Like, it's, it's really nothing, right? And ah, it's, uh, they respond to my tweet. And then a couple days later, I get a DM. I wake up from a DM from Arizona. Like, yo, really love your shoes. Um... Can you send us some high resolution pictures you want to repost you on our page? I was oh, like, shit. Yo, I like, no, no way. This is crazy. <laughs> Forever, right? And I didn't have I didn't have the pictures edited at that yeah. time. So I went, I went to Lightroom on my phone real quick. I did some quick edits. I sent them over. And I sent I put in a Google Drive link, sent it, and it left me on scene, right? I was like, damn, they left me on scene. Um... One day passes, two day passes. I'm like, Oh, they're going to forget about me. They're a large corporation. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> then I think a week later, I opened Instagram. wake uh-huh. up in the morning, open Instagram. And like a couple people started following me. I'm like, I click on the profiles. No mutual connections whatsoever. Just some so random like, people. Just some random, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, did everyone tag me? I was like, nah, no way, right? So I waited a couple of minutes. I said, let me check Arizona's page. Check the page. My shoe is the first one yeah. on their thing. And at that, I must feel at that, insane. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is crazy. I was like, and I, started, I started texting people. I'm like, yo, Arizona reposted me, yada, yada, yada. And at that, at that moment, from the time they posted to the time that I had seen it, mm-hmm. only maybe like 30 minutes had gone by. And I already gotten like 5,000 something likes. That's crazy. I was like, yo, and people was commenting on it and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, this is literally insane. Yeah. And I think my Instagram too jumped at least like a hundred something followers within that time span, whatever. Um, and it got to a point where like Arizona, so I started comment, I started like lock- liking people's comments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh. Where can you buy these shoes? Yeah, I'm like, oh, I customize these shoes. Um, just DM me, or whatever, right? Got to the point where Arizona was telling people to DM me. Yeah, that's to, crazy. <laughs> to I know. It's yeah, insane. Arizona's like, I know. I grew up drinking Arizona's like all the time. Um, yeah. And I was on Reddit a few weeks ago, and I don't know if you saw the Red, the founder of Arizona. He did an AMA and asked me anything on Reddit, and mm-hmm. he was just in there. They're just like, you know, the very like great brand relations. They're just typing people, answering questions, and everything. The founder yeah. seemed like a really solid dude. He just thought of, he was a, a distributor for beer before. He just delivered, you know, drinks and stuff. And he said, you know what? Mm. I want to make my own drink. And I have all the connections. I can do it. And right. just a regular guy just started. Maybe we can get him on one day. Just a regular dude. That would be know? super dope. He just, he just created <laughs> this. And then he's telling people, yeah, I just started it. My wife and I were delivering drinks and everything. And they're mm-hmm. still keeping that same. tradition of you know relying um reaching out to the people that are that are still involved in the community and mm. that helps everyone out you know they seem like a really authentic brand 
Love and it's that. funny that you say that because even with the collaboration that they did with Adidas, mm-hmm. um, those shoes released only in Brooklyn, right? Okay. And it was a whole big thing. They were selling, Arizona was selling them for 99 cents. I kid you not. For what? 99 cents. They made it announced or whatever. They were selling them in Brooklyn. And it got to be so big and so overwhelming that the day of the drop, right? And they didn't even, they didn't even say we're going to drop. It was like a couple of undisclosed locations at, at delis in Brooklyn, right? It right. got to the point where the NYPD had to get involved and shut it down. Oh, shit. So wait, they, they didn't even tell anyone they were going to release it. People just, did they tell anyone? Or people just went in there and they stopped yeah. shoes? So, so they told they told people that they they made announcement that, that they had this collaboration that they were selling for ninety nine cents mm-hmm. and they were selling them in Brooklyn, and it, it gained traction. I guess like some people figured out where they were going to be delivering them to, or whatever, and literally like crowds of crowds of people. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yo, they're giving away a ninety nine cent <laughs> shoe. Exactly. I, who wouldn't go? <laughs> you know. I remember. I think. I can't remember if I was in high school or college when they dropped. I just remember I couldn't go because I was in school. Yeah. That was so bad. That, that, <laughs> that's what happens. It's like, it was like, I remember the, um, what do you call it? There was, remember the, the air mags? Mm-hmm. They yeah. Had, they had the air mag SB dunks. I would mm-hmm. think it was in like ninth grade, 10th grade. I, it was, it was a Friday. I was like, I've been waiting for these shoes for so <laughs> long. And then I'm in class. I was trying to get the sneakers app. Even the sneakers app sold out. I couldn't go any, I couldn't go to the stores online because I was in school. You know, yep. That's what happened. But for 99 yeah, like cents, that. that's crazy. Imagine the resale on those. Even if you sell them for yeah, $2, yeah. you made 100% profit back. You made 100% profit. <laughs> but I, I think that just goes to, to show you how much like Arizona really cares about. Yeah you know, the community, because they're all, they're always reposting like fans and stuff like that. And now they're having, you know, they're, they're selling like official merchandise where it's like, like razor scooters. Um, they have like bicycles, um, like little, little, the last couple, couple of weeks. Damn. I'm like, yo, I definitely have to cop something. Cause yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the influence. I mean, you know, when you like, that's when you can just start doing like crazy stuff that's kind of what i'm trying to do with this too but that's like that's further down the road but i know um even elon musk right he had the boring company they just the boring company they dig holes and they just made a flamethrower out of nowhere just because just because i made a (laughs) flamethrower you know i want a flamethrower now exactly (laughs) that's crazy um so you one year I saw I watched some of your I saw some of your videos and I linked them up here so people can see them too because you got to check mm-hmm. them out like they're really sick, but you make you <laughs> make you. them look yeah no you you make you make you make doing this stuff look so natural, all right. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that this is something that's like that's just innate that you're born with or is something that anyone can develop? You know. Um, I feel like it's a little bit of both. Like I've I've always been a creative person. Um, both my parents are super creative. Like my dad, he's a former music producer, um, you know, and my mom, she draws, she, she, she bakes. Um, my stepdad, he DJs and my stepmom, you know, uh, she used to sing, right. Yeah. 
so I come from a really creative family. I've always kind of had an eye for things, especially when it came like to the visual stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the more I just started playing around with it, especially when I was younger, so I'll take cameras. I'll just you know, just do what I felt was natural and stuff that I like. I saw other people do. I try to replicate it. Um, as I got older, man, I really started getting into YouTube and like watching YouTube and stuff. I would just watch videos and watch videos and watch videos. And you know, a lot of people they watch YouTube. They watch like vloggers. They watch like you know, you um, like people in like relationships and stuff like that, or whatever. Yeah. It's regular. I shit. watch it, you know, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I watch it more for how to do things, right? Mm-hmm. Like tutorials, whatever. For years, it's been like, like years now, and so now when it comes time for me to start doing the things I want to do, whatever, you know, I already have all these years of stuff I've watched, yeah, and it, it's kind of natural quote-unquote natural for me because I've just been studying it for so long, right? So I feel like anything that you want to do, as long as you put your mind to it and and do the necessary research or whatever, do your due diligence, you can literally do anything. And especially when it comes to creativity, because like I said, creativity is literally just finding inspiration from different places and then connecting the dots in your own um there's always going to be a learning curve anytime you start something and you just have to like really stick stick with it and and go through it and so so you said like i make it seem so easy whatever Mm -hmm. i feel like what a lot of people don't see is the times when i mess up um like even with my videos i have to do multiple takes yeah even with just my intro like <laughs> yeah, I was doing the intro today and I had to do it three times myself. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and people don't really see that part of it. Mm. Um, and I guess my philosophy is just really showing people the process with things. I feel like people will get discouraged from doing things because they don't want to go through the process. Mm. And especially in this day and age, like I feel like it started with Justin Bieber, right? What do you mean? And his rise to fame, uh-huh. right? Because he, he was making videos on YouTube of him singing and stuff like that, yada, yada, yada. Is that how he started? And then... I thought... I, yeah. I just, the first time I saw Justin Bieber, I just saw, baby, baby. That's the first time I saw no. him. He was, he was doing... So, he, he was doing covers of songs, like Usher, Chris Brown, whatever. He would go to, um, to like, I think, like, outside of this theater... And just mm-hmm. sit on the on the steps and like strum guitar and stuff like that. People were, you know, he would post these videos, and he was gaining a following, whatever. And then Scooter Braun, he, I think somebody sent him a link or something to one of Justin's videos. Mm. He was like, "Yo, we gotta get this kid." And then started work with him. And then, you know, I guess the rest is kind of history. Yeah. But a lot of people don't really see he was doing music or whatever since the time he was like three or four Damn. right um listen i know i know a lot because justin bieber is like <laughs> he's someone that like i really look up to gotcha. um just with everything and i i've watched the documentaries i listen to the, I, the documentaries I, yes i did not know their documentaries 
I am what when when he first became famous or whatever, I'm what one would call a believer. <laughs> like like I kid you not. That's like I remember that's like 2013 shit. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I used to want to beat him. But like wow. <laughs> so I like I watched his documentary, um, just how he how he came to be or whatever, and seeing like, you know, he would go nights day in, day out, radio station, radio station, performing at like summer concerts or whatever. Um, just really getting his name out there. He put out My World. No, he put out one time. Mm-hmm. Um, he put out an EP, My World, and he did My World 2.0. Um, and just kind of started building from there. But we see Justin Bieber as, you know, oh, YouTube, and then Baby, right? Yeah. It's like, no, there's so much, there was so much work in between yeah, you that. The process. And, and people don't see the process. I feel like a lot of people these days are people our age. Mm-hmm. We want things to happen so fast because social media makes it seem like, oh, things just started happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they don't see like the work and stuff that goes into it. And like that's something that's so detrimental to us because like we could do anything in the world. We're so well versed in this digital space. We could do so much as long as we're willing to put in the work, as long as we're willing to be patient mm-hmm. and really just trust the process. Yeah. That's some, that, that, those are some wise words right there. Cause, um, I know even myself, sometimes I struggle with like, I don't say struggle. I, people say struggle so loosely now, you know, I'm kind of falling into it too, but yeah. it's like, like, Oh, I struggle, you know, but like, yeah, I deal with that too. Sometimes, you know, it's like you start something. I say wrestle. I say wrestle with wrestle. I'm trying yeah. to wrestle with it. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> whenever I hear wrestle, wrestle, I think of like gator wrestling, like some downtown yeah. shit. You know? <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess I, I wrestle with that. You know, it's like um, you start it, but it's like, oh, I'm not getting the results I want within two days. Um, I have to start do something else. But yeah, you just gotta you gotta stick with it. I guess people don't really um practice that as much anymore, or there be social media yeah. or whatever else is happening. But no, that's yeah. some wise words. Um, I so. One of the last questions we got here, if you had right now, you're in your bedroom, you're, mm-hmm. um, you got an iPhone, you know, some regular stuff. If you had access to whatever resources you want, whatever equipment, studio space you needed, what would be the first thing you're doing? Man. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Cause like I watch so many like dream studio spaces on YouTube and stuff like how people said there. You know, um, I've always said that, so just, just think about like the place where I'm at now as a 20 year old, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would hope I, w- I want to be in a place where I have my own apartment. Okay. Right. Um, and that's set up a certain way, but then at the same time, I have my own studio space too. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's my dream to kind of have my own media company where, you know, I'm helping other people kind of like bring their visual vision to life, essentially. Um, And I want to be able to employ fellow creators like myself, people that I know, people that I trust, um, you know, who also buy into this vision and can do the same thing. And so ideally, I want to be able to have like my own warehouse space, um, even like just just a studio here in the city or whatever. where it's it's a place where we could film in-house, 
but then also have the necessary equipment to like go out and film too. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you know, and I feel like that's something that's that's definitely achievable, um, especially just as I kind of become more independent. You know, um, one of my like I hope that my first apartment, mm-hmm. cost of fingers, <laughs> I hope that my first apartment is at least just just a one bedroom, right? Because I, I told myself like I don't mind sleeping in the quote-unquote living room you know what i'm saying i just want a space where i could do whatever filming stuff that i need to do and and just how how's that and let that be my office space gotcha. you know what i'm saying so if i had any like any resource in the world i would be a walk like a living in-person bnh with people that i'm working with to help people realize their creative vision that's that sounds legit can't say anything <laughs> about that you know um wait so you would you would you would if i'm understanding this turn the bedroom into the studio sleep in the living room 100 percent. Oh. absolutely because nice. like i don't mind like i've even, even when it comes time for me to sleep like i can sleep anywhere like mm-hmm. literally anywhere. Just um, asleep. It's and like my living space doesn't really need that much. Like I'm 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 really a simple person. Um, you know, um, I'm really a simple person. But the stuff that I like to get involved with, especially when it comes to technology, that's where a lot of that complexity mm-hmm. in myself comes out. Um, because like I want to get my hands on. The, the the latest and greatest, even if I don't necessarily own it, as long as I'm just use able it. to use it. Gotcha. Just like wow. Um and so I would I would hundred percent use the bedroom as as an office space because it's like you know that I know that I go into there, it's time mm-hmm. to work. I can set up my lighting however I want. I can set up my cameras however I want and let that stay stationary there. You know what I'm saying? And not where I have to pack up things and move things around wherever to get the right look for what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. That's that's some Gary V shit. And that's like, you know, just talk yeah. for a while, sleep <laughs> on the couch. Well, exactly. That's what's up. All right. So I think, yo, that's 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 all I can ask right now. This is that was amazing. Really insightful. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed this. Yeah, no, this is I like I like this little setup, you know. I'm trying to get uh, like some really cool people and you know, some great stories you know oh a yeah 100 there's a lot of interesting stuff going on especially with i think the whole the illness we gotta call it the illness um mm-hmm. i think that that kind of serves even though it's a terrible thing it, it serves as like a um an obstacle to get over and when you have these mm-hmm. obstacles it forces people to become more creative than they would before you know yeah I mean, everyone has to find ways to do things now that involve um social distancing that involve not going outside, you know, and that forces people to be more creative and use what we have more efficiently. Yeah. So I think we're going to see a lot of great stuff coming out of this era. Cause I think this yeah. whole, this is a defining um, moment for the era and we're going to see a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. So look yeah, now to, yeah. I'll kind of leave with this, um, mm. you know, just, just you saying that or whatever. Um, I'm reminded of something my dad used to tell me growing up because I was, I was super hard-headed as a kid. <laughs> I, I was always in trouble. I was always grounded. Yeah. Um, I used to be like, yo, I want freedom. 
yada, yada, yada. And I felt like, I felt like there were so many rules and stuff like that, that my parents had in place. And my dad would tell me, he was like, the rules and stuff, like the boundaries are there um, to protect you. Right. Mm. And, you know, being able to work in the, within the boundaries is where you find true freedom. Right. And i never understood that until this year. Right. Because it's like, I know people who, who are trying to start stuff, whatever, um, take YouTube, for instance. Like I know a lot of people who want to start YouTube and they're like, Oh, I remember this one girl, right? Mm-hmm. She, 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 she finally started her YouTube channel. And I remember in her video, she was like, what's up? My name is such a Um, I've been meaning to do this for a while, but um, I wanted to make sure I got the right camera and the right equipment. And yeah. I remember everybody saying, oh, just use your phone. But I was like, I didn't want to do that. And I'm like, and so in my head, I'm like, your phone is honestly one of the most versatile and most powerful things yeah. like that you have, yeah. right? I had I had an iPhone 6s, right? Yo, that's and exactly I what was I'm recording on right now. My old yeah, iPhone 6s that haven't used in a year. Exactly. And that's it's capable of shooting 4K. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like once I, once I figured out how to use the things I had, even if I didn't have the latest and greatest, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let me use what I have right now. You know what I'm saying? And as I start building up that those skills, then I can be in a place where it's like, oh, I need this, I need that. So the the thing with so I have I have an 11 now, mm-hmm. right? I I made the choice to upgrade to an 11 because I was like, my phone only has 64 gigs, mm-hmm. and I know that videography is something that I want to get into a lot more, and I need the space, and I need the horsepower to do so, right? So I I like I'll take the hit now. However, I know it's going to pay off in, in the long run, and it and it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so the boundaries, like you were saying, like we're, we're in this, this pandemic and stuff like that. And a lot of things are halted and then we're just starting to get over it. Mm. But like you were saying, like so many creative things have come out of it because we were, that was an obstacle for us. Mm. We couldn't do everything that we wanted to do. And we really had no more excuses. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the more people understand, like it's okay to have boundaries like start working within the boundaries. It's going to make you a lot more creative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's going to make, like, I know people who are able to put entire, like create a hoodie from scratch without sewing. What, what do you mean? Like they not using needle thread, no sewing machine. No, nothing. They just have fabric, right? To make a hoodie. Use, you can use fabric glue as a matter. Oh, it's not even in here. But literally, Fabric glue. Yeah. Right? It bonds the fabric together and it, it creates this really strong bond. It is washable and it's flexible. As long as you know how to like put the the pieces together, perfectly fine. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. You don't need you don't there's so many things you don't need yeah. to do with the stuff that you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Just have a, if you have a vision for something, know that okay, this isn't necessarily where I want to be right now. Mm-hmm. but how can I get to that point, yeah. right? You're doing your podcast and stuff, right? Yeah. You're filming on your old iPhone, and we're doing this over Skype. You could say, oh, like, I want to do a video podcast, but typically video podcasts are in person 
we can't be in person right now, so I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. No. If you really want to do it, like you're doing right now, you're going to find the means to do it. Yeah. And and that's why I kind of feel like there's, there's really no excuse in this day and age because there's so much stuff accessible to us. Yeah. 10, 20 years ago, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But even then, people found a way. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I yeah. Think I, can, I can just see... Like, I see a lot of good... Like, I know you said um, a lot of people aren't going to do it, but I think that could be a good thing, right? In terms yeah. of, like, um, what do you call it? Not everyone's going to do it, so you'll you'll get to see the people that are actually serious about it starting to put stuff out there. Um, and everyone yeah. else who's not really serious, it would just get watered down anyway, you know? Right. Um, I guess that's a positive. But also, I know the, like, this is the first episode, right? It's mm-hmm. not going to be amazing. The content, the content, the content is amazing. You know, great yeah. story. Love the content. But I think the audio might get messed up. You know, it's my first time really editing a full long thing. This is like 55 mm-hmm. minutes long. Um, I never published anything before. But, you know, and I'm some I'm a, I'm a perfectionist sometimes. So it's hard to like put something yeah, that I know is like not super detailed and not the way yep. that I want it to be. But, you know, I'm starting to loosen up on that and just say, all right, you know what? I did it. It's the first one. It is what it is. Just put it out there. Um, yeah. And just just, just keep rolling with the punches, you know? Exactly. But you got to be in the ring to get the punches in the first place. Exactly. And I feel like exactly what you were saying. Like, you're in this space now. Like, you did the first episode. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're, we're just about done. The- and now, now it's just a, a, a matter of getting over that next hurdle. It's just like, all right. <laughs> Now it's time to do the second one, right? And, like, I, dude, like, you don't understand. Like, even with me not being in Buffalo for a year, mm-hmm. just being able to see what you've been doing with, like, Snackstone and stuff like that, and now with with this podcast and just everything, like, I respect and admire your creativity and your yeah. genius so much. Like, it's not even funny, right? And it's, it's just amazing because it's just, like, here we have, another young man of color mm. doing what he loves to do and really not allowing people to tell him what to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that passion is definitely there. You know what I'm saying? And that's, and it's like what you said, people are going to come for the content. People can give, people can give some leeway with the quality of it, mm-hmm. but they stay, they stay for the content. And the more content you give them, the better it's going to get. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I, I, think, I love this. I think this is well. First of all, I appreciate that. That means a lot. Um, you know, kid with the um, magazine background. Yeah, you know, <laughs> starting from nowhere, but I appreciate that you can you can see the vision. You know, um, yeah, and put everything else aside. I really I appreciate that. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I forgot what I was gonna. Oh, I know. What I was gonna say yeah. This is this is gonna be like a collector's edition when you've got that studio. Mm. And you got like a million views on each video, you know, you can go back and be like, oh, this is the, this is the one, this is the one two years ago. This yep. is where we started from, you know, you'd be like, like, they're going to be signing, you're going to be signing t-shirts. They're going to be like, oh, Isaac, yo, sign, sign, um, you said, you said this and that. You're like, I said that? Like, yeah, you said that. I was watching it, you know, because I've always, I've always watched, um, interviews with people, you know, mm-hmm. rappers or whatever it is, um, executives, CEOs, founders and stuff. You know, you see them when they're blown up, when they're doing all the successful stuff. Yeah. I, I just say successful because once you're doing what you want to do 
if you're doing what you want to do already, you're a success. Like bottom line, yeah. you know? Um, 100%. But before you get a lot of recognition, you go back yeah. and do like the first interview and you're like, whoa, this is like a completely different person. But you can mm-hmm. see where their head was at. Exactly. That's crazy. Yeah, Make it's amazing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what's up. All right. We're closing on an hour now. I think any last words, anything else to say? I think we kind of said everything. Yeah, I think so, you know. And I I just can't wait to see um what more you have in store. I thank you so much for this opportunity. Like this has been an honor and a blessing. Like I just feel like I'm like, oh giggling and stuff like that. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, you know, I, I truly respect you. And I, I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, no, this is, everyone's going to see this, you know, we can find us here, here, here. I don't know. I see people do this on YouTube. I don't know what I'm doing, but they say here, here, here. Um, <laughs> yeah. That out later. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So this was the first episode of just regular people. We had Mr. New Yorkers, Isaac, sneaker customizer, the legend, the man, the myth, the legend coming up out of Harlem. Um, look out for great things coming from this guy. Follow him here. Life with Ike YouTube videos here. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for for joining (laughs) us, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. All right. See you guys later. Peace.